Hey everyone, my name's Carmita, and welcome to Missing in the PNW. I want to say thank you again to everyone who has liked, followed, downloaded, and subscribed to my podcast. And I want to give a very special thank you to Europe. I was super excited today when I logged on and saw that I had some European downloads. So if you're listening from Europe, thank you so much for supporting this podcast. I also want to give a special shout out to my little bro. Happy birthday, little bro. Today's his birthday. And I dedicate my first episode to you. Now, today we're going to discuss the missing person case of Ashanti Conde. When I first started doing research for this podcast, I came across Ashanti's case and I was very intrigued and you could say almost obsessed as I spent the better part of two and a half months scouring the internet, trying to find anything and everything that I could about Ashanti. Unfortunately, most of the news articles that I found were pretty much the same, if not exactly the same. So I don't have a lot of information or as much information as I would like to have, but I'm going to kind of give you a timeline and go over everything that I do know. So Ashanti, or Shanti for short, was reportedly last seen by her father on February 19th, 2018, around 9 p.m. in a Sherry's restaurant parking lot in Vancouver, Washington. It was reported that she refused to go with him and walked away. They believe that she went to a nearby Motel 6 because she had friends and or acquaintances that were possibly staying there. Now, I looked up the Sherry's restaurant and the Motel 6, and they were about three to four blocks from each other, so she didn't walk very far. It also made sense later when I read another article that said she had no car and no cell phone, so she couldn't have gotten very far anyways. She was then reportedly last seen by acquaintances on February 22nd, 2018, leaving a Brush Prairie home in a silver Cadillac sedan with a man named Michael Conley. It's also very important to note that on this day, all communications had ceased from Ashanti, either in person or on her social media accounts. Now, the silver Cadillac sedan... Reportedly, Michael Conley had borrowed it from a friend, and when it was not returned several weeks later, it was reported stolen. So on March 9, 2018, near a dirt road above the snow line, the remains of Michael Conley were found in the area of Dugan Falls. If you look on a map, Dugan Falls is about 42 miles northeast of Portland, Oregon. And from a couple of different articles that I read, the Cadillac was found abandoned in deep snow and mud with a possible flat tire anywhere between one and four miles away from where Michael Conley's remains were found. I tried to do some more research, but I could not find an exact cause of death. 
And most reports that I read stated that he could have, quote, succumbed to the elements, end quote. They were sure that there was no foul play. And they made it clear that Ashanti was not a person of interest in Michael Conley's death. Now, the more research that I did on Michael Conley, honestly, dude was pretty shady. In an article that I found in the Colombian newspaper, in 2015, Michael Conley was involved in a stabbing and accused of conspiring to commit first-degree attempted murder, tampering with, and intimidating a witness. I'm not sure what happened with that court case. I'm not sure if the charges were dropped or if he was found not guilty. But I think it's safe to say that he did not spend a lot of jail time because just three years later, he was with the Shanti. And... Conspiring to commit first-degree attempted murder, that's a pretty serious charge. So, there was another article that I read in the Colombian. And Michelle Bart, who is the president of the National Women's Coalition Against Violence and Exploitation, was quoted saying that Ashanti, quote, has a colorful set of friends and she has been known to frequent 82nd Avenue in Portland, End quote. Now, if you know Portland and you know 82nd Avenue, you know that 82nd Avenue is notorious for drugs and prostitutes. Michelle Bart also said that Ashanti had a troubled history and possibly became involved in prostitution. And I have a lot of mixed feelings about that because I feel like that's not necessary to bring up. Like why would they tell the media that? Because I feel like that hurts her case. I feel like women who are, portrayed or accused of being sex workers there's just such a stigma around sex workers and those women do not get the attention that they deserve because of that stigma i also read an article in the colombian newspaper that her aunt connie did And she said that she had found a box of clothes that came from Ashanti's grandmother's house and that her and Ashanti had a love for fashion. So she said that the clothes still smelled like her and that she took those clothes and repurposed them and made outfits out of them for Ashanti. She was hoping that they would be sort of a beacon of hope and would make Ashanti want to come home. Again, her aunt was also quoted saying that Ashanti, quote, knew the streets, end quote, and that life was up and down for her. Again, just because and even if Ashanti was involved in sex work does not make her less of a human or a good person than everybody else. 
Ashanti also was a mom to four kids. Her youngest daughter was four months old at the time of her disappearance. Four months old. This is also another reason why her family was so concerned. And they said that she would never leave her kids. And they're desperate to find out what happened to her. Because she has four babies who do not have their mother and have no idea what happened to their mother. And I couldn't even imagine what they're going through. So again, Ashanti is described as five foot, three inches tall, weighing about 125 pounds with green eyes and black hair. She is mixed Puerto Rican and black. And she was 27 years old at the time of her disappearance. I have pictures of her on the website, the Instagram, the Facebook. I encourage you to go check that out. And I encourage you to just, again, start a conversation. Uh, Maybe bring it up to somebody at work, at the store, if you make conversation. Just get Ashanti's name and case back out there. And try to at least give her family some closure, if nothing else. Ashanti, if you're listening to this, you are loved and your children need you and your children and your mom want you to come home. All of these sources and everywhere that you can leave a tip is going to be in the show notes. I will also try to post it to the Facebook page and possibly the Instagram page. If you know anything at all, please call, please call Crime Stoppers of Oregon at 503-823-HELP. That's 503-823-4357. You can also submit a tip online at wwwp 3 tips.com slash 823. The National Women's Coalition Against Violence and Exploitation also has an anonymous tip that you can email tips at northwest or excuse me, tips at nwcave.org Also Vancouver Police has a tip line that you can call. It is 360- 487-7399. Now, again, please do anything and everything you can to get Ashanti's name and case back into the public eye. Her four children, her mom, all of her family deserve to know what happened to her. And I strongly believe that she did not just vanish off the face of the earth. Someone saw something or heard something. Someone knows something. Even if it was the smallest thing, it could be important. So please reach out and submit a tip online. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening to this. And remember, have fun, but be safe. I will talk to you next week with a brand new case.